Welcome to Hallucinated, a podcast for curious souls driven by a desire for discovery. Hey, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Hallucinated. I am your host, Kelly. And in this week's episode, I wanted to talk about setting New Year's resolutions um, in a way that is actually fun and that you'll actually want to keep. And, um, and the law of attraction and manifestation. And I know these are really popular topics and um, a lot of people act like they know um, <laughs> what they're talking about. And, and it's great when they have evidence to support that but at the same time I feel like a lot of people are are wishing um want or wanting to manifest like lots of money and that seems to be like the main focus of of um people's manifestations and and frankly they don't have all that much money so I wonder do they know what they're talking about and um and and do I have everything that I want um probably not probably I have uh some work to do on manifestation as well but I I feel like I'm pretty okay I'm pretty good at um manifestation because I feel like I I have my own understanding of it since I started to do manifestation-y um things before I knew what that meant but first let's start talking about New Year's resolutions and because this is all very much related and uh, why you find it difficult to even want to set a New Year's resolution. Resolution, sorry. Because <clears throat> usually when I ask people, do you have a New Year's resolution? They kind of like roll their eyes and go, oh my God, like this is so annoying. Like it's like being assigned a homework assignment from your teacher or something. It feels like a burden, but really your New Year's resolution is your New Year's resolution. It's not what you think other people want you to say it's what you want and I think people set rigid goals that they're not actually excited about you know like oh I'm gonna work out every day uh for an hour and uh, I'm not gonna eat this and this and it's just what's so fun about that like of course you don't want to have a new year's resolution though some people if you're actually into um fitness then that becomes super exciting and that you then you know that that's the right new year's resolution to be setting Um, so for New Year's resolutions, you got to choose something that you actually want to do and think of it more as permission. Um, so for one year, my New Year's resolution was have more fun. I know like with like goal setting, people really want you to set like, you know, number goals. Um, I'm going to have this many things completed by this time. And number goals are great to get you to do something and just to like get it done. And when, um, being obsessed about quality is actually getting in the way of you practicing. So like setting numerical goals is great if let's say you're starting out as a singer-songwriter and you want to get better and you're really uh you're you're terrified because writing a song is like it's kind of embarrassing and you're you don't want to write anything cheesy and and um, in that case, setting a numerical goal might actually be great. If you say, I'm going to write 100 songs in one year, and, and then we'll see, uh, you know, after that, how to, how to 
uh, how to proceed, then I think that can be very helpful. But if you don't want to set those kinds of goals, don't set those kinds of goals. You can set qualitative goals like have more fun and make it very vague and just set it as like a theme for the year. This year, I'm going to have more fun or this year, I'm going to try new hobbies. And um, for me in 2020, my New Year's resolution was play because I, I heard this quote from um, from a yoga class actually um, that, that apparently uh, Einstein said that play is the highest form of research. And I love that because I think when you're playing, you're not restricted and you're opening yourself up to um, exploration pretty much and and I think that's true that it, it is the highest form of research and it doesn't feel like work and I feel like you know I'm all about um you know discoveries and that's what this podcast is about um that's what this podcast is about because that's what I'm about and this podcast is basically just me telling you things that I think about um so I thought that was um a great theme to have and the reason that I chose play is because I'm actually kind of a serious person and and I find it hard to play. And we'll go in more, we'll go more into that um when it comes to talking about law of attraction and manifestation because they are related things. So I find it hard to p- be playful. I find it that I'm I find that I'm usually quite a serious person and so I thought this is the perfect um, time to just start like playing. Um, I didn't know that we were going to have like a pandemic, but actually this kind of goes into being more playful because with everything being so different than they used to be, um, and having to be home a lot and, and because I'm naturally an introvert. So that is like where I would play. Um, so everything kind of just fell into place. Not to say that I manifested, um, this, but, um, but yeah, so in the beginning, I was so, uh, serious, and I'm still quite a serious person, to be honest, but I didn't know what it even felt like to play, so I literally googled (laughs) what words can you use in a sentence with play, um, so the word play can be used in terms of, like, a theater production, like a play, and I, I used to be in theater in in high school and so I was like okay maybe that's something that I can explore um in some shape or form um then you can play a musical instrument you can play a sport you can play a game um so I try to play more and um the thing that I felt most attracted to playing was my piano and I swear every time I sit down on my piano to play, I'm like having a conversation with God or with myself um, or it's it brings me to a dimension where it's like I'm in between meditation. No, I, I guess I would say it is meditation because I, it's like I'm having like an insight meditation where I'm kind of like um, able to to look at my thoughts and my feelings and then also kind of get some direction um it doesn't sound very playful I know but um (laughs) that's that's kind of the best that I could do and 
um and I read a play this year um no I read uh I read a play and then I read a screenplay um just like trying to use the word play in in my activities and I feel like it's brought me to a place where I am now actually feeling kind of more playful um so in all of this like just doing stuff I I ended up reading this book um last week or a few days ago um it's called On Writing by um Stephen King and he says some really really um enlightening things in there and also some pretty obvious things but the obvious bits are actually pretty pretty concise so if you are interested in like learning about his writing process and um how to get started as a writer um you should definitely check that out but i i just want to talk about like one part that actually inspired um a new activity that i started doing so basically he says that if you're starting out it's important that you treat it like exercise and you devote yourself to a certain number of words um because setting those quantitative goals when you're beginning to do something is extremely helpful in getting over like perfectionism that really blocks you from from any progress really and so you just set yourself um an assignment basically of a thousand words a day and you shut the door you go to your writing place you shut the door literally if you can lock it and um you know you close the blinds and it's now your space and you just close your eyes you imagine a scene have a situation and then you just start writing write the first words that come to you and um let the scene play out um i talked uh in another episode about how i've been wanting to write stories and how the plot's not coming to me and and it was so um such a relief to read this book because stephen king doesn't really plot he thinks of a situation he says the best way to come up with a situation is to ask yourself what if and then from that um a situation is born and from the situation you just write realistic characters or right or you write characters that that you kind of know what they're gonna do and then you then the characters the more you write them the more they come alive um and the more that they seem to kind of act all on their own and your job is really just to report and follow them and he says you know life doesn't have a plot and i i agree because life has tension and and relief and it has ups and downs but it doesn't really have like this uh over overarching um storyline um and and i i just really like the way that he describes writing so i started doing that and and the first day i i like managed to get out like a thousand and thirty words i don't have like a word count on the thing that i used to write i just check afterwards and then the second day i kind of got into it more and I ended up writing um, 3,500 words, and then last night I wrote again 2,500 words, and I feel like, oh, here's, here's another thing that makes it more playful. Stephen King says, when you're working on this, don't tell anybody what it's about. Um, even if you're tempted to, don't do it, um, because this is for you to do on your own, and when it's all completed, you can think about if you want to show somebody. At this point, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to show anybody, but this is this is for me and this feels good and I feel like within the space of writing I'm getting to play because 
when you when you've decided that you're not going to show anybody then it's really yours and and then slowly you kind of start to tell your truth and you make up things that you want to read um the fun part about writing something that you don't plot is you don't know how it's going to turn out so like every day you get to be the first reader of this story that um that only you know and it's it's a great feeling um so yeah that was my new year's resolution this year um i feel like if you start setting new year's resolutions in a way that actually excites you there's no reason that you wouldn't be keeping it and I feel like every year it's good to think about your your goals and motivations for the um for the year and and why not give yourself permission to do something. And now I want to talk about something that's kind of related um and it's the law of attraction/manifestation. So I feel like I'm pretty good at the law of ma- attraction and manifestation, but I feel like honestly I'm being upfront with you. I feel like <laughs> I know that this is one of the voodoo, like, very voodoo, like, witchy things that uh, people like to talk about, so I don't know why I feel a little bit, like, ashamed of talking about, like, Zodiac, but basically, I feel like, depending on the person that you are, um, your past lives, your gifts from past lives, and your Zodiac placements, um, and not just, you know, your sun sign, but, like, everything, um, how good you are at manifestation, I think depends on that. And I think if you look at your Jupiter placement, um, which is all about expansion and, um, Jupiter is basically the Roman version of, of Zeus, um, or Zeus if you're German. Um, so Zeus is like the dude that like makes things happen. And to me, Jupiter or Zeus, um, those are basically the the manifestation energies inside of a chart or in in greek mythology and so if you check where your jupiter is um that can give you an indication of how you specifically should be manifesting and my jupiter is conjuncting my moon exactly oh i feel like i'm telling like a intimate secret um yeah it's conjuncting my moon to the same degree I think it's off by like one minute but it's to the same degree and um and if you look at it on a chart like it's it's the same they use the same line to indicate both both um both uh planetary placements moon is considered a planet in in astrology I know it's not a planet in astronomy but anyway so um so that means I kind of manifest pretty easily um, when you have a, such a prominent Jupiter placement. Um, and I manifest with my feelings. And really, this kind that's kind of what I have to teach you in this episode um, <clears throat> is how to manifest with your feelings. There are things in my life that have happened that are the kind of things where when I tell somebody they get kind of confused. Like, how did that happen? Like, that isn't, like, if it were a story, it would seem almost like a surrealist, like, fantasy uh, thing. Like, it doesn't seem of this world. I'll give you an example. Um, One day, um, my friend and I, we were going to this, like, meditation group or whatever, 
And honestly, I kind of didn't want to go um, because I wasn't really into meditating. Um, and But in, in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, today I think I'm going to meet a psychic and she's going to give me some help and some life direction. Um, and so that that is the energy that I carried with me going. And so we go there. And this, this, this lady, um, she looks at me and she goes, do you like to write? I go, yes, I love to write. She, she goes, okay, you need to write more. Um, and, and she goes, and then the, the, the group started. So she said, I have more to tell you later. Um, so later on, um, she came to me and she was like, okay, so, and she's very blunt, you know, she's saying things to me that if they weren't true, I would actually be really offended. But she said, she said, I see that you're not a very happy person. And I don't know why she would get that feeling from me because I, I was on the outside. I think a lot of the time <laughs> I project this aura of like, I'm okay. I'm, and especially with my friend, because I feel comfortable with her when I go places with her, I feel like I exude, um, this extroverted, um, gregarious character, and, um, and so she goes, I, I, I know that I, she's, she's like, you're not a very happy person and, um, you need to drink more water and, and eat orange things to like basically activate the sacral chakra and like feel more joy and stuff like that. And okay. Like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that people can just say, right? As I say that I'm drinking some water. Um, and then but then she goes, okay, the decision that you made about a man today needs to be revised. And she described my boyfriend to like a T, um, like how he looks. Um, and when you look at me, there's no way that you would guess that he looks like that. So for her, and the decision was made that day. So that, that was crazy. And um, and if, I, and then, and then I told somebody else about this, um, and I was like, I was like, it can't just be a coincidence, he's like, well, maybe she's just really good at, like, making things up, and people are just kind of having generic features, I'm like, okay, so you describe to me what he looks like then, and it was completely off, you can't just guess what people look like, and she was so specific, I mean, she uses words like wheat color, and, or like, um, she's just really 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 specific and um and I did revise my decision and it it turned out to be a good thing but just this whole thing I feel like is I mean the fact that somebody would even claim to be a psychic and just start talking to me on the day that I decide that a psychic was going to talk to me I feel like that is some sort of a manifestation power and um and to be honest this sort of thing happens to me frequently people don't just come up to me if I don't send out like this desire to the universe like I want somebody to come to me today it doesn't happen people I'm not just I'm not somebody that people like to approach to be honest like I don't think I look very approachable um but when I set out that intention it happens and I've had this happen um three days in a row before because I was just in such dire need of direction and help and support and so and the universe came through and I got the support that I needed and 
I would be having crazy conversations with people that I just met. They would be telling me, I've been waiting to talk to you. Um, I could have been talking to somebody else, but I've been waiting to talk to you because I have something to tell you. And that would be on the day when I would ask for that sort of thing. And so I feel like I'm kind of qualified to talk about manifestation. And um, I feel like the biggest thing for me, because I have my Jupiter um, conjuncting my moon, um, so I feel like that's what I'm kind of qualified to talk about. Um, if you don't have this placement, I still think this might work for you. But go ahead and check your zodiac placements um your astrological placements because who knows you might get more insight um because for example my friend she has she has her jupiter in the sixth house i don't know why but when i was talking to her i was like you have your jupiter in the sixth house and i know it and and then she checked and it was in the sixth house and she and the sixth house is uh, basically like Virgo energy the houses are aligned with well this is turning into like an astrology lesson so the houses are aligned with um your zodiac signs so like the first house is the first sign of the zodiac which is Aries and then when you get to the sixth house that's um the sixth sign which is um Virgo and Virgos are like hermits um I'm a Virgo actually um and I am a hermit, um, and, and it's actually kind of interesting, because Virgo stands for the virgin, and I, I read or heard somewhere that the meaning of being a Virgo is that you belong to yourself, and so we are the quintessential introverts, and, um, Beyonce is, like, one of those famous Virgos that all Virgos want to brag about, apparently, um, and Stephen King's a Virgo, too, um, yeah, uh, I don't know if Beyonce is an introvert, but she definitely has that air like she belongs to herself. She doesn't belong to you or Jay-Z. She belongs to herself. And and um, Virgos have like, you know, this... Not, I don't know if you know, but <laughs> Virgos are um, good with like herbs and earthy things and children. And we kind of have like this Artemis energy. And um, we're like determined and we're we can be workaholics, and, um, and a lot of these things tie together, but anyway, um, so, so, uh, and, and Virgos are, are hermits, and, and I, I just got the feeling, like, if your Jupiter is in the sixth house, then you manifest by meditating <clears throat> by yourself, like a hermit, and my friend does meditate a lot, and she said, yeah, that sounds pretty right, like, that's how I seem to manifest, so I feel like, depending on your Jupiter placement, um, this, this is going to be different, but I feel like if you have the feeling that when you really want something that it comes to fruition, then, then you are somebody that I'm probably specifically speaking to, um, so when you want to manifest things, so little things, daily things, like, I want, not a little thing, it's a miraculous thing, but on a daily level, like, today, I want a psychic to talk to me, you know, those things, um, those things are kind of like the big things in a, in the sense that you just feel it and you can't make yourself feel it. You can't make yourself want something that you actually don't really want. Um, like today, for example, I'm not really want, wanting like a psychic to come and talk to me, so I'm, I'm fine. But some days I'm just like, oh, I need it. Like I want this really bad today and then it happens. 
Um, and when it comes to manifestation of the big things, um, which for the big things, you have to kind of find a way to keep track of what those big things are because sometimes they manifest and you don't realize that you wished for it, you know? So, or, you know, you just got to keep track of, got to keep track of whether or not things are coming to fruition. So for the big things, I would honestly, and this is something that other people will tell you to do, but, um, make a vision board. And if you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Well, then you probably don't want that thing that bad. So just drop it now. <laughs> um, when you find the pictures to put on your vision board, it should feel exciting. And, and you shouldn't feel like, yeah, I've got this. Like, I know I can do this. It shouldn't feel like that. It should feel like if this can come true, I'm going to be so excited. And you can put anything you want. You can put cut out a scene from like a movie that makes you feel something that you like feeling. Somebody whose vibe you like. A piece of art that, you know, gives you gives you this feeling like life is worth living and put those things on a vision board and just give it time don't purposefully try to do a bunch of things to make these things happen and let yourself kind of um let that let that vision board be somewhere that you're gonna see every day but don't go to it and like worship it and like obsess about it kind of just just let it be and then check in a year later or like six months later and see which of those things did you actually start doing? Which of those things actually started kind of like happening? Um, I made a vision board earlier this year and I put things on there that like I talk about and you would think that it's because I want things, I want those things on a very like conscious goal setting kind of level, but, but I kind of did what I just told you to do. Like I put the freaking vision board in my room and and I, it's always there, but I don't like, I don't like go and worship at it. And the things I have on my vision board, I'm going to go look at it real quick. Um, it's actually just right behind me. Um, so I have books on there that I, that I really like reading or likes reading. Um, I had this book called, um, or it's a novella. It's called Chess Story. And, um, and I have uh, Lena Dunham's book, <laughs> Is It Evil Not To Be Sure, which is actually more of her um, journal and like, um, yeah, things like that. And I've read people say like, you know, this is the kind of writing that only the author can appreciate, but I loved it. If you like the way that her mind works, you would like it. It's so, it's so sad that she doesn't have it um, uh, in paperback. I would love to have that on paperback, but it's really short too. So, <clears throat> so I don't know how that would work. Um, so I have books and then I have this, um, image of a person writing and I got that from a book and that person is actually writing music notes. Um, like they're, I guess they study music theory or something. And so they were writing, um, <clears throat> on a sheet music, they were writing music on a sheet music and, um, what a sheet music sheet. And I have this, um, picture of a splat of paint except for it's not really paint it's somebody who drew a very realistic looking of paint they like with like colored pencils and then I have um I have like a picture of Brian Weiss and his like um in his book only love is real and so I have those things on there and 
and I also have um, a picture of people like playing the piano. I have a picture of Chopin on there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have those things on there. And this year, I ended up, I ended up painting, which I haven't in a really long time, like in several years. Um, I ended up, I started to write recently. Now um, I kept on talking about how my writing is not presentable to people, but at this point, I kind of don't care anymore. I don't really want to present my writing to people. I want to write for the joy of writing. Um, and if one day I feel like I want to show this to somebody, I will. But if I don't feel like it, then, you know, I don't care. Because I realized what I really wanted from writing was just to write. And now I'm doing that. And that feels really good. And, um, and then with music, I've been learning music theory. And that's one of those things that, like, intimidated me before. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to learn music theory. And I'm not a pro at it or anything, but I've only been doing this for a month, to be honest. And um, and I like know things like diatonic scale and like pentatonic scale, and like it just it baffles me that that is something now that I <laughs> that I know. Um, and and these sorts of manifestations um, are are kind of more related to like more related to I guess goal setting and things that you have like complete control over. And I feel like those are the things that take longer to manifest. And um, and if you don't define what success is when, when it comes to those things, it, it's hard to see if you've actually manifested. I mean, seeing you want to paint and then painting, that doesn't really seem like too much of a miracle. And I feel like this universe kind of is like half miracles and half like work. Um, and, and when it comes to the daily stuff, like today, I want to see a psychic, that kind of thing. And by the way, those are not psychics that like you pay for. Those are people that just like come up to you and they're like, okay, I'm a psychic. And let me tell you this, um, those kinds of things are just pure magic. And it's like little treats from the universe telling you that this world is actually magical. And the first time it happens, you're just kind of like, okay, maybe that was a coincidence. But if every time you want it and it happens to you, like, how do you, how do you not, how do you not take that into consideration? How do you explain that away as some, you know, scientifically explainable thing? Um, so, so those are basically like the two levels of manifestation, um, the little stuff on a day-to-day -day basis that you really, really feel deep down inside. And then the things that you put on a vision board that come to fruition slowly. And, um, but when they, when they come true, it's a feeling that you would understand. Like when I tell you I've painted this, you're like big deal, big deal. Everybody can put, pick up a paintbrush. And, but I have been blocked in that area for many years. Um, I, yeah, I have been blocked in that area. Let's put it that way. And, and when it comes to music theory, I was, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm like smart enough to like understand all that stuff. It seems so this uh so much so overwhelming and then after a while like so at some point during this year I was just like this would be such a fun thing to learn this would open me up to this whole new world and it did and it's like it's like this secret little world that exists all around us but if you don't choose to pay attention to it um 
it's just like this, you know, music is like this magical thing that's in everybody's lives. But if you don't pay attention to, to how it works, um, you don't realize that it's a whole pocket of this like secret world. It's almost like a black hole that you enter and then like, and then you like hop out and it's like, it's a whole new universe. I don't know how to explain that, but, uh, that's what it feels like. And, and, and it's not like you're a little secret and it's your little thing that you're into. And, and that feels great. And I want to like kind of circle back and talk about, you know, wanting things for yourself and like being a Virgo and like, and like belonging to yourself and how to, how to know when you actually really want something. Cause you know what? I feel like we actually don't really know what we really want. A lot of us, um, because I feel like we get this pressure from society, from other people, because other people are like, oh, it's good to want to do this. Um, I don't know, like an example is like waking up really early in the morning as if if you wake up earlier, then you need to sleep less at night. No, you just go to bed earlier. And waking up early is good for some things, but it's really not good for everything. And is that your truth? I don't know. Um, Waking up early is really good if you want to be an entrepreneur because of the way that like the brain works at different hours of the day. If But if you want to be a creative, it's kind of better to be a night owl and stay up all night and let your brain kind of go into that zone where it, you know how they say that nighttime is the veil between, where the veil between worlds is like really thin or something. And at nighttime, um, it's especially as you're getting really tired, you, your critical mind starts to shut down and then you go into that part of the mind that is just like, the part that like, um, is dreamlike and, and, you know, what people call right brain, but it's not really the right part of the brain. You know, just the creative part, the part that's not so like, you know, A, therefore B, that kind of thinking. And, um, have you ever had like a dream where like you maybe like sing a song that you've never heard of before or like you did something in the dream that you don't think that you would be capable of doing in real life? It's like accessing more of that part of the brain. And um, one day I was I was like, you know, I kind of want to compose a little piece, like a neoclassical um, piano piece. And, <clears throat> and then I just like went to my piano and started to play around with things. And all of a sudden this song came out like a like a few seconds of a song came out I think I maybe have talked about this in another episode but I I just hit record and I just like played and then when it stopped I was like whoa that was like a little song and if if you ask me to like redo that now I could like yeah go back and like reconfigure the the piece and like like note by note and I can listen to it and like find the notes but it wouldn't be exactly like organic like that and um things like that kind of only happen at night and it happens so magically that you kind of feel like it just it came through you and um yeah so anyway so you have to know what you really want do you want to be somebody that wakes up really early well then you know that's something that you can aim for but I feel like people people in society um because they're so loud with telling you what they want that sometimes you don't hear what it is that you want and I feel like the best way to know what you want is to go into solitude go into like 
your room, shut the door, lock it, close the blinds, and um, and start to form your own opinions and ideas. If you don't have an opinion or an idea that you think that somebody else might find ludicrous, then I don't think that you've done this yet. Because if you just step away from people, it's kind of like um, Darwin's finches. Because these finches go into their little own little islands, they evolve on their own and they become different from each other. If you, if every one of your thoughts and ideas, if you feel like, if you feel like you can proudly talk about them and nobody's going to be like, that's kind of weird, then you haven't done this yet. So you need to do that. And, um, another thing is when your phone dies, let it die and <laughs> discover being by yourself. Sometimes like, even when we're alone, we're like talking so much online that like we're not really alone. Um, we, yeah, yeah, and um, I think we gotta shave away at things that we neither love or nor need. Um, literally take things away and then just stop doing things that we neither love or you know need to do. By the way, there's nothing that we really need to do. Um, everything that you need to do is leading up to something that you love to do. Let's say you don't want to go to work, but you go to work because you feel like you need to. Why do you need to? Because you need the money to do the other things that you want to do. So, um, maybe there's a different way to make that money too, but you gotta open up yourself up to those possibilities. But basically, basically everything that we think that we need to do is really just leading to something else that we love to do so if we don't get clear about what we want and what we love and what we feel good about i feel like figuring out what we want is really it's all there already and it's not going to come as like a surprise um it's gonna be like oh i've been ignoring this this whole time um and I feel like we live in a time where feelings are so undervalued. Um, maybe not. Maybe like spiritual people are are more encouraging of, of feelings and things like that. But I know for me, like when I was in college, I was like really emotional and I was crying a lot. Sometimes, honestly, still now, I sometimes cry. Like, there'll be a week where I'm just, like, having, like, three days of, like, nonstop crying. And, um, and it just kind of happens. And it's kind of like the cycle of life. I mean, seriously, if you look at the seasons, you know that life is not in a state of constancy. It's like, you know, leaves fall. And... And things die and things are reborn. And <clears throat> having those dark periods, I think, is actually really beneficial because one of the things that I wanted to do this year was to become a better singer. And I got clear about what that meant for me. And I was just like, you know what? When somebody sings with feeling, that person is a good singer. And so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to sing with feeling. Even if you sing off pitch, if you're singing with feeling, people can people can sense that and and they can be moved by your singing. Um, on the other hand, it, even if you sing perfectly on pitch and and you have no feeling, then it's kind of it's kind of annoying. Also, 
just a quickie note in case the thing that you want to manifest is becoming a big better singer if you have like a piano or like a keyboard that really helps to teach you how to stay um on key if you just like play as you sing um you don't have to accompany yourself per se you can just like play the melody on the piano and then just try to match your pitch to that um it really helps I feel like I was never like super off tune but that just kind of like made me more accurate <clears throat> anyway anyway um the things that we really really want are things that we can only discover by tapping into our feelings and and like I said in college I was really emotional and I thought that my emotions were a disease to be honest I was like people shouldn't feel this emotional I've literally had people tell me that like I had like too many feelings and whatever and now I'm at a point where I'm like so appreciative because the reason that I couldn't sing with feeling before is because I haven't had my feelings kind of relate to like songs before now when I listen to a song and I hear the words I know that song is for me to sing that song's not for me to sing I can feel this song I can't feel that song and and that is something that comes with you know emotional ups and downs and and I feel like we live in a time where we idolize we idolize people who are psychopaths and like like, we want to be cold-blooded, we want to be blithe, and and we want to not care, and those are the kinds of people that we look up to in movies and stuff. Those movies wouldn't be so popular if that didn't resonate with somebody's desire, and many people's desire is to be like that, and I wanted to be like that. I wanted to be somebody who was unaffected, and who can just have like zero anxiety but somebody very wise once told me that if you don't have emotions then it's kind of like being a robot like what's the point of existing and so we have to just get in touch with our feelings and we have to admit that we have feelings it's like feelings are almost like a dirty word And we have to embrace the idea of secrecy and permission. You have to have your little secrets that you allow yourself to have. You have to have your space to write your stories. You have to have your space to write songs that maybe even you don't really like to begin with. And you have to just give yourself permission to suck and to fail and to have secrets. And to have things that, that would sound ludicrous to other people. And also another thing is we have to get into the mode of creation rather than consumption. Because when you put something out, you see what you are. When you're only consuming, like, if you're reading a lot, maybe try to write something. If you're listening to music a lot, try to write something. Uh, try to write a song. If you're, if you're watching a lot of TV, maybe just, like, stop that. And, like, maybe you can try to come up with your own stories and get into the mode of creation because if we just keep on consuming we almost become like constipated and we just like we have all these things inside of us that just never come out and how do you know who you are if you never let anything come out 
you might think you know who you are because in your brain you're like oh this is this is how I feel and this is what I think and I'm really smart but if you don't put anything out then you really kind of don't know um we kind of sometimes live in this space of potential where people are like I know I would be capable of things if I were just given the chance well you have like chances and you like you know I'm just thinking of something that Jean-Paul Sartre said he said that we don't care about potential we don't praise an author because they have great potential we praise somebody because they let they did something that showed us what they were capable of nobody cares about potential um so if you have potential great but like how how do we know that you have potential and if we're only in the in the mode of consumption then then sometimes we think that we're really smart because we're like oh i'm consuming i'm consuming all these joe rogan podcasts about like about uh neuro neuroscience and like astrophysics you think you're really smart but until you actually try to make something and you see that what you make is actually kind of shit um you don't you don't have anything to be proud of i'm being really judgy um mm, uh, <laughs> um actually that is something else that i kind of wanted to talk about real quick uh so today this morning i was like looking at my my body graph uh so it's this thing called human design and if you don't know what that is well welcome to the club because i don't really really know what it is but it's basically like a mixture of astrology and chakras and you just like put in your stuff and then they like tell you things about yourself and you're like that is crazy so you have like these centers you have um like almost like chakra points but they're not really like the seven chakras there are like eight different like uh, places or whatever and some of them are defined and some of them are not defined and defined means um i guess defined means like that part of you is is like well formed or something and if it's not defined then it means that you have potential to cultivate uh the ultimate wisdom in this area but you're also going to be like flooded with like insecurity and doubt in those areas and when i look at my uh my body graph i can put a link for you guys to check out yours it's free to do Mm, i don't get anything from it i wish i did (laughs) um but yeah it's free to do and so all of my centers are defined except for two two centers and actually that's kind of like awesome because when I looked at other people's charts like they have so many more things undefined and I I don't know maybe it's that Virgo uh needing things to be like you know Virgos can be kind of anal to be honest and I I am kind of um and so I have a lot of centers that are defined and then I have two centers that are not defined let me just brag about the centers that are defined real quick. So my head center is defined and that means I have inspiration um, and questions. It also says like confusion, doubt, mental pressure, which I, I get, but I feel like I do get inspiration a lot and I feel like I ask a lot of questions and 
there's just a lot of activity in that area and um and it's authentic to me and it's coming out of me and then there's um the ajna center which would translate to a third eye and it's thoughts answers opinions insights ideas conceptualizing i feel like i'm it's also defined for me i feel like i'm pretty good at coming up with my own insights and ideas and i'm i'm definitely more of an ideas person than like a yeah because when i when i try to write my story see you learn about yourself when you try to create when i write my story i'm like so uninterested in like describing people and like whatever i just want to i have a lot of dialogue where people just like talk about ideas i gotta stop talking about my secret project but basically i'm an ideas person um and i discovered that some books are ideas books and and i I like to read those kinds of ideas and I like to have those ideas. These kind of just, it just kind of happens. Like I don't have to make it happen. So like if if this center of yours is undefined, you might feel insecure in those areas and you might like absorb a lot of other people's insights and ideas and you feel insecure about your ability to come up with your own. Or at least that's how I'm interpreting this. I hope I'm not completely wrong. Um, So then your throat center where my throat center is also defined um, in its communication, manifestation, materialization, contact with exterior worlds, outlet for energy and expression, speaking and doing. I feel like my throat center, it has like been kind of um, unbalanced in recent years because, because of feeling like I don't have a voice or like wanting to like sing better, but just kind of not feeling it. And I feel like once I back up my um throat center with another center of mine which i will talk about it becomes like more powerful and basically basically depending on like which centers of yours are defined you have different types and i'm like a manifesting generator so i feel fully qualified to talk about manifestation but if you're not a manifesting generator or a manifester then maybe you're not really good at manifesting and that's not really something that you should worry too much about just like let your life guide you and just just let the universe um provide you with things and not like try to control it so much anyway so so my throat center is defined I really like to talk I (laughs) I feel like I'm pretty good at articulating myself sometimes too so then um then you have like these things called like motors I'm not really sure which one is a motor um I think all of these are motors Okay, so we, I have my sacral center defined, and that's my vital force, life force, or vital energy, life force, generator, motor, response, availability, sexuality, and fertility. Thank God that's, like, defined. Um, but, yeah, it just, like, empowers you in the throat chakra. And I also have um, <clears throat> my solar plexus center defined, and that's, like, emotions and feelings, desires, passion, romance, sex drive, food honestly in the regular chakra system this would be like the sacral chakra but you know it's not exactly the same thing um yeah and then there's there's a spleen and that's your basic fears well basic natural fears sense of well-being immune system intuition instinct survival and then there's your root center which is drive ambition stress adrenaline worry and potential depression well i have all of those things so (laughs) no i feel like yeah 
I guess I have all of those things. And um, I have two centers that are not defined. One of them is called the G Center, and that sounds so weird, but uh, it's your... I don't know what the G stands for, but it stands, but it's your identity, love, and direction. And so that for me is undefined, which is called open. Um, and so that means that sometimes I can get fixated on finding love and direction. So I feel like that happens to me a lot. And um, for many years, I was like fixated on having like a romantic partner. And right now I feel like I'm in a relationship that I feel good in and like, it's this surreal feeling of like be, being able to hang out with your best friend every day and like doing mundane things is so fun. Like, like let's say he wants to like get a meat tenderizer, which he's trying to cut down on meat, which thank God, because I was a vegan for like two years and I, I was a vegetarian in high school for a bit. And the <clears throat> pressure of staying that way when everybody around you is like not, eating like you um it's really stressful and then when you eat meat with them you feel bad about yourself so so anyway but when he wants to pick up something from the store I'm just like I'm like whoa we're going on an adventure like my dopamine is like firing I'm like excited and I'm like let me get dressed so I can like also come along for the journey and then like we'll be in the car and I'll be like I'll be like playing songs. I rarely ever let him play his songs in his in the car because I don't like his music very much. Um, it's hard to sing to. I really like like you know songs that are led by the vocals, and he really likes like I don't know other things. So I I want to like play songs in the car, and I'll be like singing, and I'll be just having like a great time, and and we live together, and like we. Like we watch funny things together and we like laugh and like we we're like squealing with laughter and it's just like it's a it's a great situation so in terms of like that kind of love I feel like that is like a, a great source of like security for me but when it comes to like other people Sometimes I'm just like, why are you the only person that I like to be around like why is it so hard for me to be around other people? And, um, so yeah, with, when it comes to other people, I feel like that, that is something that I've been struggling with for a long time, um, is like, and I know we're talking about manifestation, but the thing is, I feel like I don't want to connect to people. I feel like a part of me just is afraid of it, uh, and so, but I, I'll, then I also feel like, I also feel like I should want to. So there's like a conflict. And see, I feel like the biggest enemy to manifestation is conflict between your own feelings. So if you can work your feelings out and decide like which one you're going to go with, uh, you stop wasting time having that conflict. And like, like, let's say you're, you're just like a portal of energy when you have a conflict, it's like your energy is getting split two ways. And when you can concentrate your energy, it's going forward in that one direction. And it, um, that's how you manifest, at least for me. Um, and right. So then the other thing is direction when it comes to, uh, an undefined G center. And I'm always looking for a freaking direction. I feel like I'm, I'm like, and I have Libra moon. So it's like, <laughs> So it's like, oh, choices, oh, um, yeah, 
direction is one of those things I feel like what is the word that my boyfriend used to describe me he said I'm um he says I don't have like an Ausrichtung what did how do you translate that to English how to speak how to speak English words um orientation like I he says that I'm like I'm lacking in orientation and I'm like bro that is so true that it's not even hurtful because I know that I'm lacking in uh orientation and that's something that I kind of express on this uh, podcast too I'm like what do I what is this podcast about that's why I call it like you know uh, a podcast for curious souls with desire for discovery because it's true that's like that's me that's who I am but it's like what are we discovering like we're just in this ambiguous space of like figuring things out and and then the other center that I that I have that is undefined or they also call open it's called the heart center (laughs) it's called the open heart center oh doesn't that sound lovely but basically your heart center is is your willpower egoism in the material world and your self-worth and so when, when you have this center open, you can feel unworthy and undervalued and, um, and you can get desperate about wanting to prove something. Oh yeah, by the way, okay, my mom's probably not listening to this episode. Does she, she does know about my podcast, but she has an open throat center. And I remember reading on her chart that she sometimes like speaks a lot of like lies um just because she doesn't know what to say so she just kind of like um says things and anyway so my my thing is um I have this open heart center which means I feel like I have something to prove and I feel like that is a hundred percent true and it's gotten to a point where I'm just like Kelly what are you doing like I'll be like I'll be like I'll be like singing a song. I'll be like, oh my God, I'm really into this song. Like I'll record it. I used to record things on my phone because that's all I had to record things on. So I like would record it on my phone and like I would like send it to a bunch of people and like just like be like, is this good enough? Is this, is this okay? It's like, who cares? Are you, are you trying to sell this? Are you, what, what are you, who cares? Like why, why do you, why do you feel like you have something to prove? And um, so so the answer to those things and by the way I feel like if you're listening to this podcast it can be the case that you also have these things open because you're resonating with me on some level so so maybe you have these centers open too I would I would get it checked out um (laughs) and apparently the solution to the open heart situation the open heart surgery thing um is to know that you don't have anything to prove. You don't need to walk around asking, am I really good enough? Am I really an adequate person? Well, at the end of the day, which Stephen King says is a really annoying sentence and people shouldn't, or it's a really annoying phrase that people really shouldn't say, but at the end of the day though, like you don't need to prove yourself and you don't need to do things that you don't want to do. And this is all bringing us back to New Year's resolutions and law of manifestation and how to how to manifest with feeling. And doing things that you don't want to do is a big block to your manifestation. Because even if you achieve something in that arena, you're not going to be happy when you get it. So you're not going to see it. 
you're not going to see it and recognize it as as success. It's not going to feel like that. It's going to be just another thing that you did. And I feel like I've asked I've asked um people before. I was like, "Do you ever do things that you don't want to do?" And my friend is like, "Um, no." Like, why would I do things I don't want to do? Like, it doesn't make sense to people who who don't have these centers open. It's, like, weird to them. And it's weird to me that other people don't, like, get, like, insights all day long about, like, things. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it, it's just, I'm like, wow, you don't have to do things you don't want to do? It's, like... And that's kind of like my Virgo thing where I just want to like, I want to be good enough. I want to like, I want to show excellence. I want to improve all the time. And I get so worried about that, that it's just like, anyway, so I think the solution to the open heart thing is to do things for yourself. And that's why this writing that I'm not allowed to show anybody that I've devoted myself to doing, I feel is the perfect uh, medicine for this <laughs> open heart, um, because that's where I'm not proving anything to anyone, not even to myself, except maybe I'm proving that I can keep it up, but, um, yeah, so doing something for yourself that nobody is allowed to know, I think that's the And if you're doing something good, like if you're donating money to something or an organization, if you don't let yourself talk about that, then I think you start to get out of the cycle of feeling like you have to prove something to people. Like you don't need to let everybody know about all of your accomplishments and all the good things that you do. And then um, that other center, the G center of, of love and direction I found this really cool little article. Let's like read through it. Um, The aspects of an open G-Center. So it says, you may understand other people's sense of self and direction. And it's quite common to take in another person's identity and amplify it, giving uh, them insight to their perspective. Yeah. Um... I do think I take on other people's stuff. Um, and then, and then, it's, and then, like, the moment that I stop talking to that person, it's almost like that part of me is just gone. <laughs> like, the part of me that, like, wanted the same things as them, all of a sudden, when they're not in my life, it turns out I didn't really want that. And two, you may be constantly pushing the boundaries of life as though you have no limits. I do like to push boundaries and as if I have no limits I don't like to think in terms of being limited so I don't know so then third as the center is about direction it is important to be in the right place at the right time okay so that is why that psychic came to me and was like that that decision that you made today was wrong because she was trying to put me in the right place at the right time or the universe was trying to get me to go to the right place at the right time and it says with practice you will get that gut feeling of knowing if you are in the right town right office or even the right home i love this home that we're in and like this neighborhood that we're in is cute 
and like I feel like I'm in Disneyland seriously on like the 4th of July we had like fireworks and like and just like we have like really cute houses I mean they're very like American looking but like they're cute and like when I'm like walking down the street with like the fireworks going off in the um in the background I'm just like and it's like Disneyland level fireworks it's just like everywhere it's like you're walking down Main Street Disneyland that's what it feels like like there's literally yeah there's literally like this willow tree in this house that makes me feel like I'm at like the Pirates of the Caribbean and um and during Christmas time like now um people have like the cutest things going on and it's like it's a sight to behold like walking uh in the neighborhood at night is like an adventure now it's like tourism it's almost like like I I want to like check out the different pockets of this neighborhood just to like see it all and um and I got to see a new street last night that I haven't seen before and it was beautiful and they had like amazing like giant teddy bears on their lawns and anyway so yeah this is when you're in the right place the right opportunities show up I've definitely been in places before where I was like okay I'm gonna die in this place like if I don't get out of this place I'm gonna die here because this is suffocating me and I need to get out um it says it's also important to know you will it is also important to know you will also get a feeling about being in the wrong place and get all the wrong opportunities or none at all yeah yep basically it's about learning to listen to the feelings in your body yep okay four you may have a fear that you are unlovable oh my god this is like one of my biggest fears um i had this dream and i have dreams that are like terrifying but i somehow get a thrill out of being terrified um i hate watching scary movies but my dreams where i'm actually in them and like scary things are happening like okay i dreamt once that like elon musk was like murdering me or or trying to murder me and like i had to like cut his head off what this is okay but it was just a dream anyway so like i'm not scared of those kinds of dreams but one time i was like i like woke up i was like terrified i was like crying um and i just dreamt that i was this bodiless entity and and i like heard people talking that talking about me and saying that they don't like me very much and that freaked me out so yeah i would say i have a fear of being unlovable and i feel like i am unlovable to a lot of people because i'm not trying to get them to love me um like i don't like i want to like repel against certain people and it's just like oh go away but it's at the same time i don't like knowing that they don't love me (laughs) Eh. Okay, so anyway, part of this is because who you perceive to be is always changing and therefore how you receive love is also changing. Wow. I definitely am always changing. And that used to give me insecurity because I think what people want to see is a constant character. It gives them a sense of stability and security when they can see that a person is the same. That's why we like to watch like sitcoms and stuff where a person barely changes. There's barely any character development and they're wearing, you know, their their style of clothing and like that's them. And then whenever they step out of that, people are like, oh, are you okay? Are you depressed? Like, but that to me is just who I am like who I am is just always changing I have pictures of myself from college where 
like people now would be like that's you that doesn't look like you and the things that I used to wear are not things that I wear now and I feel like the the things we wear are costumes and I don't know what my costume should be that reflects my true insides because there's not really like it's not defined like it's not it's not there it's just I'm just kind of going with the seasons of change and I should just be okay with that okay anyway five um having an open identity center gives you the ability to have friends and acquaintances from all walks of life you will be very comfortable in a room with someone with a checkered past and the chairman of the board that is absolutely um true i think because i feel like whether you're a homeless man or you own whatever like you're a person to me and you might have something to tell me that will fascinate me and I feel like I have this openness to talking to people that like I'm not just like in my little niche you know like I have this openness to to wanting to explore different kinds of ways of being and one of my favorite things to do in college was like go to different people's like homes and stuff like their apartments and rooms and just like get a vibe for like their feeling I guess because I need identity I like it when other people have such strong personalities and like I didn't really like it when people saw my place because I had like no decorations whatever it's just like there's no personality um and and whether your place was like on the beach with like and you know it was like nice and like beautiful or whatever or like you live like in a dump and like your like your fridge only has like vodka in it and like you um your floors are dirty and filthy like I love knowing different personalities and so that is true number six if you are in a relationship with someone with a defined g-center it will be important to not get lost in the relationship so I that doesn't apply because I checked his chart and he's not defined either. Um, seven, it is not your job to know who you are or to use your mind <laughs> to make decisions. <laughs> um, surrender to the guidance that life naturally brings you. That makes me feel better. Sometimes I feel like I have to figure everything out, but I do feel like all along I've been guided because why would a psychic come and tell me that the, deci- that the decision that I made was wrong? Because after she said that, I had direction and I, I think I made the right uh, decision because the place that I was at when she told that to me, I was in the wrong place then. And I think now I'm in a better place. I'm not in the place that I'm supposed to like be forever, but I am better now than I used to be. Um, Literally like, and also yeah so number eight many with undefined g-centers find themselves searching for spiritual truth well isn't that the truth that is what we're here to do everyone number nine the more aware you are of all the open g-center brains (laughs) all the open g-center brains (laughs) the less likely you will fall into following what cultures and traditions have deemed appropriate for you i feel like i'm constantly trying to fight that like I, I, I feel like I don't really have an identity, but at the same time, I don't like it when other people tell me who I'm supposed to be either. So I think I'm supposed to embrace the fact that my 
G Center is open and that this identity center is just meant to be undefined. It says you will listen to the people in your circle with defined G centers that you trust and move into different environments and sense the comfort of where you are now. I know this is called human design, but I did this crazy thing where I like did my cat's chart and he has a really defined G center. And I talk for this guy a lot. Like I'm like, oh, Kippy just said blah, 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 blah. And like he has a whole personality. Like my cat has a whole personality that I'm able to perceive. Um, and I don't, I can't perceive mine. And that doesn't mean that one is supposed to be there that I'm not seeing. I think I just not don't have... I don't have like a defined identity and so my cat is like really sure of himself like I perceive him saying things like if you know what to do if you know what's good for you then you know what to do and he just seems so and I've like talked about this guy in like my Christmas poetry episode like my cat is just he's he's sure of himself like he knows and it's because he has a defined G-Center. He has a lot of other undefined areas, though. Um, and when you're around people who have things defined that you don't have defined, I guess you, like, complete each other. But his, his like, type of G-Center, like, his confidence and stuff, I feel like is good for me. Like, that's good for me. But if I'm around people that I don't trust, and then I just get completely derailed. And I feel like it can't be around those people. Um, 10, be prepared that you most likely will not be in one place with the same people or even have the same furniture for long periods of time. Yep. Yep. I'm always moving. I've lived in like three continents, um, two coasts of the same continent. Um, yeah. So I definitely don't like to be in the same place for long periods of time. And I dig that. Um, it's like my North Node in Sagittarius. I just want to like move and go to new places. With an open G-Center, you are continuously moving through life, changing your environment. You may even show back up where you once had been. Yep, I have shown back up. And it will feel completely different. Yes. Yes. Like, Yes. Okay. Yes, things do change and you never know what your open G-Center is going to reveal to you. Just remember it is incredibly present and aware of the changes and go with the flow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need to like make another episode about like something kind of related and honestly kind of freaky and might, it might freak you out. Um, but yeah, I feel like I sometimes feel like I'm just a stream of consciousness. So Christian Bale said that he like lost a bunch of weight for uh, X Machina or, or no, not X Machina. What what movie was he in? Um, Christian Bale, The Machinist. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, he has this quote about like what it felt like. Um, if I can't find it. I'll just paraphrase it. Um, okay, I can't find it. He said that when he lost a bunch of weight, he felt blissful. Like, the ups and downs of life were gone. And he was just pure consciousness, like, floating through life. While I do have emotions, and my emotions are very much kind of, like, up and down and whatever. Um, I feel like I'm floating through life as well like I'm just a beam of consciousness and I barely remember things and I 
barely know where I'm going. It's just like, I'm, I'm just floating through. Um, and I'm also like underweight. So I wonder if that's like related. <clears throat> but I actually am not underweight. Uh, I'm not going to let doctors define how much I'm supposed to weigh. Uh, I weigh what I weigh, okay? And whenever I don't pay attention to the scale, I always fall back to the same weight. And if I do try to purposefully put on weight, I can, but it doesn't last long. And I always fall back to the same weight. So it's just how God intended me to be. And I'm healthy. I'm functional. Um, and this doctor was like, eh, you're healthy now, but you better start eating cookies. She literally told me to start eating cookies or else, oh my God, she's so doctors. I have such a disdain for like, doctors because they're supposed to be taking care of you and your health and they sometimes tell you the dumbest things like you should eat more cookies that is ridiculous um that is just dumb um yeah so this is like the longest episode ever to recap this was an episode see it's hard for me to like put episode names and stuff i hope you guys are just like happy to hear (laughs) various things um i guess this episode was about law of attraction manifestation how it works for me um and how to set a new year's resolution and then a whole bunch of stuff about human design and an open g centers and heart centers and yeah i would you know take a look at your chart and see see what you have going on and um if you are curious what i want to um set as my new year's resolution for next year i actually don't know so that's why i'm making this episode now so that i can have the rest of 2020 to think about it i'm setting the intention to let the intention come to me about 2021 and um and i hope that i hope that you are um going to do the same and if not that's cool um and next week i guess we'll talk about i don't know what we're going to talk about to be honest um we'll just see what we're going to talk about okay well (laughs) thank you for listening if you've listened this far uh, thank you you are a rock star and um i will see you next week bye-bye